There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and welcome to another Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Wonderful to be back with you again for another week. And I'd just like to thank my guest from last week, Thorsten Jekyll, who was talking to us live from Berlin. Um, and we were talking about uh, technology and utilizing you know, all that amazing technology that you carry around with you, like your mobile phones and your laptops and, and asking questions like, you know, what do we do with this thing called iCloud? And, uh, and also, you know, what sort of apps and, uh, are really useful for you? And uh, Thorsten, I thought, was a brilliant guest. And he shared all sorts of different bits of technology that he would recommend as a technology expert to use either uh, personally or in your business to, um, to really uh, help yourself become even more productive and more efficient. So um, uh, today, we're going to be talking about, uh, about the business of reciprocity. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm delighted to, uh, to welcome uh, an, an amazing guest today. I'm, I'm delighted to have on the show. Her name's Sherry Concannon. And um, before I introduce you to her, let me just share a little bit about what we're going to talk about. Because, um, you know, if you think about it, if you, if you give generously... There's a tendency that um, you usually receive something in return. And where this is done in business with, I think, particularly with really great integrity and purpose, it can also prove to be an exceptional growth strategy. Now, my guest, Sherry Concannon's greatest motivation, I think a bit like mine, actually, um, is helping people. And she believes that businesses can thrive when they act with each other's best interest in mind, even when within markets that they usually compete in. Now, this philosophy of working together for Sheree, I think, was, was forged in her early years growing up on a sheep farm in Australia. So we'll find out a bit about that. Um, and the working there taught her not only how important it is for people to work collaboratively, um, it also, I think, um, instilled a real passion and love for horses. So we'll chat about that, too, I'm sure. Uh, now, Sheree happens to live uh, very closely um, to myself. She's very, very well known in this, um, this region uh, that I live in, in Leicestershire in the United Kingdom. Um, she, um, she read philosophy and psychology at uh, Nottingham University, and her company, Concannon Connection, was born from uh, lots and lots of experience of working very closely with industry leaders. And she splits her time now between consulting with global corporations, uh, raising their performance outcomes with her popular You Matter reports, uh, and mentoring the next generation of startup entrepreneurs. Um, and I think um, Sheree also is very um, successful at, um, say, authentically using reciprocity because as we'll chat, chat, there are some, you know, there are some risks involved and there are some, uh, some questions, I think, with reciprocity uh, that uh, can be very positive um, but also can be utilized sometimes in a, in a less positive way. So uh, knowing Sheree for several years, I've personally been positively impacted by her generosity. And therefore, I think this, um, this conversation today will be a really, really good one. So a big welcome to Sheree. Oh, thank you very much. I'm very much looking forward to this. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us 
I'm kind of intrigued. Mm. I want to find out about the sheep farm in oh, Australia. Gosh. So okay. tell us about that. Yeah, I well, this is a few years back now, so I'm having to I'm having to remember back. Uh, born and raised on a sheep farm, really until about my mid-teens. Um, obviously, lots of sheep, not too many friends. I'm the oldest of four. Hey. Four, yeah, four children. Um, and and so it's quite a lonely life, although a fantastic way to grow up, absolutely fantastic way to grow up. So my memory is more about being with my parents, different farm workers, um, distance. You know, the distance out there compared to here is, is, is it's just a whole different world. Um, I think it just gave me a completely different outlook on life. I, I Having said that, I am so, so grateful that my father... Um, decided he was nearly 40 decided that um, that being a sheep farmer in Western Australia wasn't actually what he was destined to be and there's a long story now because um, he lives on the Isle of Man which is a a, little island in the Irish Sea over here and he's been very very successful himself so started life as a sheep farmer now as a multi-millionaire that lives on the Isle of Man so there's a whole story oh, there amazing so so what did you learn from your dad then um yeah. he's been yeah top tips and yeah i i think the thing is the whole concept of uh, reciprocity has started with my dad i i'm i'm the oldest of four i'm a daddy's girl uh, i've just got to congratulate you chris on collaborative reciprocity <laughs> uh, not many people can say that <laughs> very good um i yeah pretty much everything that i or oh, no my my core values come from my father and my dad the big thing that one of the big things that he taught me was this he had this saying he used to say shuri what you give out comes back but the difference is, and this is this is where my version of reciprocity changes, is that you have got to completely forget about the getting back bit and you only focus on the giving out bit. Mm-hmm. Now it's not a chari- it's not a charitable thing where you're just giving out with no no expectation at all of giving of getting back. The it's all about giving out but not for the purpose of getting back. Yes, you would evaluate eventually, um, but you have to have just this inner belief that if you're giving out in the right way, it will come back in the right way. So that came from my dad. Mm, yeah, and it's, 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 a, it's a good philosophy, isn't it? Because if, mm. you're, if you're kind of a, attached to the outcomes, you mm. give, to, give to somebody and you're mm. attached to the mm. idea that actually because I've given mm. to them, they should give to me, mm. it actually can end up being quite an unhappy place, can't it? Uh, absolutely, and I think the mindset that you've got if you give something out with the expectation uh, or the desire that you're only doing it because you're going to get something back, that mindset isn't, it's not conducive to the, a good relationship. It's not conducive to an ongoing relationship. And for me, that just doesn't work. I mean, I've stuck to this principle all of my life and um, it's worked brilliantly for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of see that, you know, this show, I, I, I started doing this because I wanted to add value to lots of people beyond mm. my clients. Mm. Um, it wasn't an intention of getting anything back. Mm. Um, it was probably right after 18 months I evaluated mm. it and decided, you know, all this giving and giving and giving, yeah. was was it the best the best kind of use of my time? Mm. Um, but, you know, eight years on, I'm still, still mm. doing it. Yeah. And, and it's quite surprising. I think sometimes some of the giving... You receive things back sometimes that you didn't expect from, yeah. and and not off also not necessarily from the sources you might have intended and, and, it from. And that that's a key element of it, is that the is that what you get back rarely comes from the source 
that you gave to. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's a whole wider philosophy here for me um, wrapped around this. I mentioned that my father's been extremely successful. He's made a lot of money. Um, and money's an interesting concept. You know, in, in our society, it's very hard to have a, a nice life without it. So you need it. But if I had a choice, I'd get rid of the stuff. Mm. I'd absolutely get rid of it. Um, because I think it, 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 although it gives us choices, it's also the root of all evil. And, um, and, I, and I, But I am commercially minded. Don't get me wrong. I just have a philosophy um, that I'm experimenting with at this point around uh, particularly small businesses supporting each other and creating an environment where through supporting each other, they experience commercial success. So far, so good. It's working really well. Great. And before we, we'll go on to that in a mm. moment, because I want to still um, talk about Australia slightly, mm. your love of horses. Now, oh, yeah. What, I, know, I know you do love horses. What, mm. have, what have you learned about reciprocity from horses? Uh, from horses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you treat them badly and uh, you end up on the floor. <laughs> That's what I learned. Um, yeah, I, I, I rode ponies as a child in Australia. Um, which was great. And then when we came to the UK, I very quickly took up horse riding again. I've actually stopped uh, riding now, although I do still own horses, but I rode for many, many years. And at one point I had five of them. I absolutely adore horses. They're such beautiful creatures. But the thing with horses is uh, they're so different to human beings. They're very gentle creatures, really. And they want to, they're, they're sociable animals and they want to please you. And, you know, it's about creating that relationship with an animal. So I did everything really for a number of years, but mostly in latter years, um, I focused on dressage and dressage. I absolutely adored because it was about having such a brilliant relationship with an animal. The bottom line with a horse is that if a horse doesn't want you to ride it, it, you you won't be able to ride it. If a horse wants you on the floor, you'll be on the floor. So you've got to create this relationship with that animal um, based on the animal agreeing to, um, you know, to, to do what you want it to. So it's a unique relationship. And that, that for me is that this huge, great creature will do all of these things for you and it's voluntarily doing it. Mm. You know, that, that's what I learned from horses. Mm. I think you... you uh what you were talking there as well if horses don't want you to ride you mm. or you're you're not being kind to the horse mm. it's not going to be kind to you mm. so this reciprocity is not just about giving mm. is it if you mm. if you give out um uh, negativity yeah, you get yeah. negativity back the thing with horses though is there has to be an element of of uh, for want of a better word mastery with mm. it so it's not and this and i want to make this point about the whole reciprocity and giving out thing because it it can sound very fluffy and one-sided the thing with horses is is that it's a balance and it's the same with human beings and reciprocity because i i always think human beings fall into three different groups i think there is a group that if you continually give to them they will continually take yes. and, and and hopefully that's a very small group of people and i think then then there's a, another group where um if you continually take they will continually give but then I think there's the majority of us in the middle who fundamentally want some kind of equality of giving and taking. And I think the same with, with horses. There's, there's, there's an equality of it. So you haven't got to be just, you haven't got to be weak. You've got to be strong and you've got to understand the dynamic of the relationship. Mm, yeah, no, that makes a, makes a huge amount of sense. Mm. And I'm, I'm kind of intrigued in, in terms of your 
work today, mm. you, 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 you were bought up in Australia, mm. you've um, you spent a lot of time with horses, mm. you've obviously moved at some point mm. over to the UK, your dad's been hugely successful and has some um, some great, great yeah. principles. And, you know, how... How did um, this all lead to the work you do today and how do you bring value to people? Right. Well, I was a sales director in a former lifetime. So selling selling is, <laughs> is the name of the game for me. But 25 years ago, and I'm giving my age away now, 25 years ago, um, I left the company that I was working with and decided I wanted to work for myself. And that's been a long journey. I, um, I have three businesses now. So I have a one business, which is um, I've got 18 what I call private clients in that business. I call them private clients because they are all privately owned businesses, um, large, successful. Some of them are, are globals, but they are still privately owned. And I work with the leaders of those businesses to help grow leadership teams right at the very top so those businesses can continue to flourish. So I've got some fascinating clients. They're very, very successful, fascinating clients. The whole reciprocity thing um, was born out of a situation where I love public speaking. I absolutely love it. I just love a live audience. So I I just set this this. I call it a symposium. I set this symposium thing. I fund it. I still run it now. I have about 10 a year. And um, it's for local businesses. So it's a Friday morning. We put a workshop on. We give them some lunch. It's very motivational. We have a subject. I have a couple of guest speakers. And I fund all of that. And I just literally, it's a bit like this radio show, Chris. I did it because I love doing it. But out of that, I found that the audience started to be mostly small local businesses. And everyone was coming up to me at the end and saying, can I have a coffee, Sheree? Can I have a coffee? And I go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then I realized I was spending a week having these cups of coffee. Um, And they were just basically asking for advice on on probably some of them were absolute startup businesses and some of them were, were, you know, up to about 300,000 a year turnover. And uh, so I thought, oh, what am I going to do with this? So I thought, I know what I'll do. I will start a membership. So out of that, this was literally three years ago, out of that was born my second company, which is called Concannon Connection. And that is a business uh, in the UK uh, at this point in time. uh, It's a membership for small businesses. Now, this is where we preach the whole reciprocity thing. So we have a, a, a business directory and members join and they pay a monthly fee. I work with no contracts, so at any time that they want to leave, they can. And the idea is is that we're going to build a business community that supports itself. So we've got a, a, a directory where we recommend people. I've got everybody in there from landscape gardeners to Pilates teachers. And I basically am the conductor of this, the organizer of it. And the idea is that they all need to provide leads, prospects, recommendations for each other so they give business to each other and they provide leads and recommendations to each other we've got the symposium now where we can promote them we've got online promotion um and that works really really well and my third business uh is in manufacturing where i have a turnaround mechanism to stimulate and motivate shop floor staff to become more engaged and productive so it's very, very diverse, my yeah, business now. Absolutely. We feel very honoured too that you've managed to find some time to sit here because that must be very, very busy. For um, you, Chris, anything. And I've, been, and I've been to one of your events and it was great. And there was a, I was, what I was surprised by actually was just a quiet, quiet um, hotel 
mm. in Leicestershire, and I arrived early, sat in the car park, and then suddenly it was like um, I was uh, I was at a rock concert because cars started flying, coming in through the doors, <laughs> and cars. So there was uh, a lot yeah. of people there. So it's, yeah. it's certainly working. Um, we just got um, about three minutes now till commercial break. But I just wonder how 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 do you really kind of define reciprocity, and what are the benefits of doing it well, and the consequences of not? Do you think? Okay. Uh, for me, reciprocity, if, actually, the definition of the word is, you know, you give out in order to receive. As I explained earlier, I think you've got to forget the receiving bit because it never comes from where you think it's going to come from. So the idea is, or when you think it's going to come back. So the idea is that you look for, actively, proactively look for how you can give mm. on the basis that you are trusting that it will come back from somewhere. So it's like a universal law, so to speak. Um, that's the whole concept with the business community. You give out and you will get back. That's the idea. Excellent. No, I think that's a great. Another interview at some point you might want to check out in the archive, which relates to this. If you check out the Judy Robinette interviews and the Power Connecting interview, that was a, 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 some amazing conversation with her. And, and she has um, developed an amazing business and life and works with billionaires and various other people around the world gets invited to palaces and the white house and it's all through this principle of uh, just looking to how can i help other people and what can i give to them so that'd be a nice accompaniment to uh, to this conversation today so we're going to go to commercial break now after the commercial break we're going to have a look at some of the you know some of the pitfalls and and some of the things to be wary of with reciprocity as well because um we can find ourselves um at the wrong end of this when people are really using it as a slightly unfair tactic so we'll, we'll look at that and then we'll, we'll get back into some of the positive things that you can utilize it and because you know you know this show we believe in doing things in a very kind of authentic high integrity way and uh, i think that's the the important sweet spot that we need to get to with reciprocity back with you again in just a couple of minutes comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one -one mentoring and coaching facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I'm back. I'm with Sherry. We're talking about reciprocity. And I'm so interested to to talk a little bit about the psychology of uh, reciprocity because I think it's a really interesting area. And I think um, in kind of researching this a little bit, it, I wonder if it originates from as learning as humans to kind of share our food and skills in a, in a sort of system of obligation. And it may well therefore be something that's hardwired into the DNA of people. Now, as humans, we therefore feel an obligation at times to give. We also can feel obligation to receive. We can feel obligation to um, to repay. I'm just interested in what your thoughts are on all of this. Obligation is an interesting word. Do you know that is a word I virtually never use? No. I think I, I actually I'm, I'm sitting here thinking how how do I feel about the word obligation? And it's quite negative, I think. Because to feel obligated is to feel a pressure, doesn't it? Mm. So my concept here is with no pressure. I, I want it to be just a natural thing. Um, but I'm a realist. You know, human beings come in all shapes and sizes and, and have all different types of atti- attitudes. I just can't get away from the fact that we could all have everything. We could all, you know, I think it's it's about that scarcity versus abundance mindset. You know, if you've got an abundance mindset, you have the belief that there is more of everything and enough of everything. If you've got a scarcity mindset, then there's the fear that there's not enough of everything. And I think my theory is very closely linked to that. So the problem that we've got is I come at everything from an abundance mindset. There is enough of everything for us all to have everything. And if we could just get ourselves organized and together and all on the same page, we could all have everything. I can't see why people are starving. I really cannot understand why are people starving on this planet? Because they needn't be. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to prove that in a commercial business environment, and I am very commercially minded, you know, I we live in a world where we need money and I, I make a lot of it. And I enjoy that. But I want to prove in a commercial business environment, with small businesses particularly, that if we have an attitude of the expectation, no obligation, zero obligation, we're not obligated. We do it naturally. Mm. So the natural action and course of events is for us to support each other. And if we trust and support each other, we will all have success. And, well, the last 12 months has been brilliant. You know, I've got I've got so many members doing so, so well on that basis. Now, I I am having to re- constantly remind, I, I, I have these sessions where I teach, preach, and motivate, I call them, and I teach, preach, and motiva- motivate the whole concept of reciprocity. I only pick the word because I love the sound of it, by mm. the way. <laughs> if there was another word I could pick, I would have done but it actually is with no obligation or expectation. You trust that if you have the right attitude and you look to help the other people in your business community, they will be doing the same. Therefore, it will come back to you. And so yeah. far, it's working. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's the key, isn't it, to mm. to being authentic with this, isn't mm. it? If you if you just generally give and you, you come from a you know a purpose of wanting to help. Mm. 
and add value and you keep doing that consistently yeah. uh, then you know life can change yeah. and I, I know you know you just talked there about um, you know you you earn you earn a lot of money mm. um but i know um and you know there were times when you got your own business that mm. actually all of us have been generally unless you were born with a lot of money mm. that um you know things at times when things are tight oh gosh yeah and uh, and you put yourself through some hardship mm. but actually by consistently applying um, you know, thinking like you have around mm. reciprocity, uh, eventually um, you get to a point where uh, money becomes abundant. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's it. You just, it. it just does. It just, it just turns up. Yes, you know that that that's it. It just turns up from somewhere. <laughs> I don't know where it. And you know, if you were really, really commercial, I know that I have some very, very wealthy clients. Very wealthy clients. Um, love all of them to bits. They're great. And they're very commercially minded and they've done very, very well over the years. I'm just on a personal mission myself to prove that this works. Um, and in my little community, it's working. Whether I can spread it or not, I've got, I've, I'm yet to prove. But yeah, it's, um, I think you, to appreciate having something, it's good to spend some time not having that thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, um, you know, myself and maybe some people listen to this may have been caught out before mm. where you've kind of almost received a trail of gifts mm. that ultimately lead you to something that you don't want to buy. <laughs> uh, and I, I, remember, I, I remember getting yeah. ca- caught out. It was, uh, it was quite a well-known um, sort of personal development guru at a yeah. big conference. And, uh, and I basically, quite a few years ago, sort of fell for this trail mm. Of, uh, of positivity and went to spend a, a good chunk of money on something that was actually rubbish yeah now i didn't actually go for a discount and complain about it because i thought it served me right yeah and i, and I, and <laughs> I taken in and i decided it was a lesson that yeah. I, was, I was gonna um hold on to for the rest mm. of my life mm. um that actually when i you know when I, I fall for something like that then um i can refer back to this as an example yeah um i just wonder what um your thoughts are to for people here who might you know, might find themselves caught out with sales tactics where people are utilizing things, maybe not with the yeah. same kind of purpose or intentions yeah, that we yeah. have. Yeah, it's, it's manipulation or, or misleading. I, absolutely, and that happens. And, and I think that happening is what destroys our ability to all create an abundance mm. society where mm. we are going to receive. And that's why I've, I'm building this business community. I want to build this business community here, and then I want to see if I can replicate it in other places. But the idea is that the community protects you. The business community protects you from that happening. So if you have, if you belong to the community, the expectation is that everybody signs up to the, um, well, they're not rules, but everybody signs up to the philosophy and the ethos of it. What I found is very, very quickly, if anyone joins with the expectation or obligation mindset, they don't stay very long. Mm. So it. I want it to be a situation where we don't have to worry about that. We don't even have to think about it because you've got the protection of the community. Because out there in the big wide world, absolutely, there are takers in this world yeah. and you have got to be mindful of them. Yeah. But that's what kills it for the rest of us. Yeah, it's very, it's very true. And it becomes, it then means things like sales and, and negotiation become a game, don't mm. they? Uh, and uh, you kind of smell that uh what's yep. kind of what's yep. kind of happening yep. and you know i, I spent quite a, a you know a bit of my career I had a, mm. a a fairly significant procurement consultancy at one stage and i found myself in some pretty high level negotiations often involving a lot of money mm. and uh, and people were very skilled at um 
utilizing sometimes giving away little concessions um mm. having already set you know identify where their stance is but then take a much sort of tougher one give away a few concessions yeah. and and kind of play a game yeah. uh, and i just wonder you know what um you know how, how should, should we how should we spot that and well negotiate i i used to train people in negotiating yeah, skills you know we've both done that and and the thing is negotiating or formal negotiating is a game isn't it mm. well, it starts off with people lying yeah. It's a game yeah. where people start That's off like, right. and and, and it's a it's a game where people start off in two separate, different, very different uh, positions, and the aim is to try and meet somewhere in the middle, mm. um, and it's a funny kind of a game, really, yeah. isn't it? I, I and I've done all of that, and I understand that, and I'm not naive. I do understand the. I mean, I have clients that are extremely commercial, very very commercial. Um, just to change track slightly, my my mother, when I was 21, had my um, star signs read. Yeah, okay. And, and she had this big report produced. Many years ago, this was because it was handwritten. Thing to, <laughs> and um, I, I just thought it was a load of absolute bunk. So I never, ever looked at it. And then about 10 years ago, I found this thing as I was clearing out a cupboard and I read through it. And bear in mind, I'm a lot older than 21 now. I'm not going to say how old, but a lot older. And do you know... This thing was so, there were 19 pages of it. It was so accurate. It was untrue. But the bit, fundamentally, it said I was going to achieve success in life. And it said you will achieve your success in life through the natural expression of affection. Mm. How amazing is that? Mm. You know, the natural expression of affection. And that is exactly what I do. Everything mm. I do, it, I... And affection, again, is a funny word, but I do feel affectionate towards people. All the people in my business world I feel affection for, therefore I trust them, therefore I want to help them. And amazingly, I have this underlying belief that the universe will provide for me, and it always has. So it's done it so far for a good many years, I think it can carry on in that way. Yeah, yeah. Well, I love that. I love that um, the idea of affection towards people and just genuinely... Yeah authentically caring about yeah. them um and i think uh i, I certainly i don't i don't know if, I, i've certainly found in in terms of my work actually mm. the more the more open and sharing i have been with people about personal stories mm. and uh, and my my kind of life with them it uh it starts to to humanize mm. conversations mm. doesn't it mm. and i think um, then people open up and yeah. they share their situation yeah. and you realize yeah. you've got things in yeah. common and yeah. And actually, um, I, I would say, you know, I've got, got to get to a point with clients where I do kind of love them, really. Mm. And they kind of, mm. you know, some of them Absolutely. Kind of love me. I love them. all my clients. Yeah, They're great. It's great. Mm. Um, and I think that that giving, mm. if, you, if you're that in mm. nature, it's, mm. it, it comes back, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's those ones who are very highly commercial that you need to be mindful of. Yeah, I, um, who, I think who so. Don't, don't um, yeah. apply those kinds of concepts. Yeah, I think that the, the issue that we have, I think, fundamentally that us human beings want to connect with each other and we want to feel safe and we want to we want to have that affection with each other and we're sitting here talking about it and it sounds so fluffy um you know and i and i could i could understand in the business world that it it does sound at odds with it and this is why i have this this these thoughts about money you know if we took money out of the picture it's a whole different ball game but the problem is well, greed is an issue mm. greed is an issue but i think greed is born out of the whole scarcity mentality it's like there's only so much of something and i need to have my bit for it a bit of it because if i don't i'm going to miss out 
Um, so I don't, you know, that that's what happens. I mean, I'm lucky. I, I live in a, a, a very free society. I have many, many choices. And I'm not so naive as to believe that everybody all over the world is in the same lucky, lucky position as me because they're, they're not. But if the lucky people really got their got their, 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 their I'm trying not to swear now got their game together <laughs> I was completely lost then I couldn't think of the other word if the lucky people really started to collaborate they could sort everything out for the the unlucky people and I can't I still it still I still bothers me that that cannot happen we are supposed to be the most intelligent life form on the planet and yet we we still continue to kill each other and you know, do all these vile things to each other. Why can't we just get it all together and sort it all out? You know, I'm just doing my little bit in Leicestershire at the moment with my little business community, trying to prove that it works. So far, so good. But I am aiming, I am aiming to spread this over the entire planet. You do know that, don't you? (laughs) Global domination, I can see it. I can see it happening. (laughs) Sherry's coming to a a place near you shortly. (laughs) I think that's, uh, that's really 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 true mm. and and i think um i find it fascinating was that three individuals in america have a net worth that is, is larger than the the, the lowest 50 percent of earners in the united states and what are they going to do um, with it exactly um and then it's it's uh, it's built on you know hoarding mm. really I know, mm. I know hoarding great is. word that's hoarding. exactly what it is yeah i mean at least uh, i think at least one of them are trying to share yeah. it out yeah. uh, in terms of bill bill mm. gates um mm. Uh, and then another interesting statistic, which one of my guests recently shared, was that, do you know what the the um, income level is that puts you in the top 1% of income earners in the world? No. $32,400. No. Really? Yeah. As low as that? $32,400. And it puts you in the top? 1% wow. in the world. So it just, wow, it's ridiculous. So how many people live in the world and uh, how many... That, so you, you see again, now this made me feel bad, because that puts me in the top... Well, I don't know, <laughs> less than 1%. <laughs> so, so and, and that's the issue. If we didn't have money at all, so money didn't exist, how would we, you know, it would be a whole different, whole different ball game, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. You know, because what is money? You know, for someone who's hoarding money, what have they got? They've just got a number. Money is just a number, isn't it? I mean, let's face it, it used to be backed by gold and now it's, you know, well, we don't even have coins and paper anymore. We've got, it's a number up there in the cloud. That's actually all it is. So it's a concept. So if we said your net worth is 2 billion, what is that actually? There's not 2 billion of anything sitting anywhere, is there? It's just a number that is a, that is associated with you, that gives you a level of power mm. having that number associated with you. So is it possible for me to go out and just tell everybody I'm worth two billion and convince them that it's all true and then I have that power and influence? Well, it's, uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, if you've had There's that, a question. If you have that self-image uh, that yeah. enables you to go and uh, behave like yeah. that, some people have made, yeah. A, yeah. made a fortune by doing that, haven't they? It's ridiculous, isn't um, it? Yeah, it's... Um, it is, and you know, I'm just sort of sitting here thinking, mm. if that if that is the level, you know, there's probably people sitting here and thinking mm. we're talking about disgusting amounts of uh, of money here. Mm. Um, the uh, you know, the key, I think, reciprocity is one way, and that, mm. that we can 
we can add value to others and then mm. maybe money will come things like money may come back but yeah. um, I think the thing is it's it, it's a question of what you what 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 do you want money for it's uh, for me it's freedom and choice so the more money I have, the more freedom and choice that I have, although money doesn't solve all problems, it can't make me any younger. I might be able to make me look a bit younger, but it, it certainly can't actually make me look a bit younger. So so what do I want? I want freedom and choice. I want to be able to do what I want to be able to do when I want to be able to do it. And that's what money gives me. Now, you know, we've all heard stories about lottery winners Mm-hmm. Um, I went into the shop, uh, I can't remember what it was to get yesterday, and someone said, are you going to buy a lottery ticket tonight? It's $193 million. And I just looked at this person and said, oh, my goodness, no, $193 million in my lap all at once would completely destroy my life mm. because I'm driven to achieve things. So we get lost, and this money is, a, is just a number. It's just a number associated with a human being. Mm. And, I, and it really... It really blows my mind. There's also the the fact that you can't take it with you. Nope. So actually, it, nope. it's, it's cancelled out. Mm. And uh, you know, and the contribution I suppose you you can make in this world is when it stays lives on in the memory of other people and mm. how they felt about mm. you, doesn't it? Mm. Or you uh, do something with it. You do something decent with yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, for, on that from that subject, we're going to um, what we're going to do is we're going to after the commercial break, we're going to talk about things like how you might apply this in different areas of your of your kind of business and and life um so we shall be back with you again in just a couple of minutes so do do join us from the boardroom to you voice america business network would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high-potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high-return group mentoring and mastermind program called The Achiever Program, one-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and with Sherry Concanon, we're talking about reciprocity. And I'm kind of mindful that before the break, we 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 talked about money, and I think sometimes money is the thing that kind of it muddies the waters, doesn't it? When mm. it comes to when you genuinely want to give. Um, however, as as individuals, we were chatting in the break. Is that you know there is, we we do need to um, be commercial, 
and it's okay to be commercial. That's the only way mm. we can we can um, yeah. feed our families, but also then um, grow and, and add more value to more people through it. So let's have a quick you know a chat around you know capitalism um, and uh, communism. Uh, or socialism. Socialism, <laughs> yes, absolutely. We're talking a little about that in the mm. UK at the moment with uh, our labour mm. labour leader. Mm. And um, you know, what what are your what are your thoughts? Because it can be the capitalist society; it can lead us that money yeah. is money is everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. and it can mean that um, it leads to some inauthenticity yeah. Yeah. around yeah. reciprocity. Yeah, yeah. I I am um, completely not political. You know, I couldn't even tell you what's going on. Well, I know I've got this Brexit thing going on, but I literally do not buy into any kind of politics whatsoever. And, you know, we, we have these words like capitalism and communism and socialism and so on. And I, I would have always thought of myself as a capitalist. You know, I was, if I think back to my dad and the fact that he's been very successful and I, I'm successful, I earn money, I've got a successful business. Um, so I would always have labeled myself as a capitalist. And I had an interesting conversation with one of my clients um, a couple of weeks ago and her father is in is in politics, quite high up in politics. And um, and I was talking to her about, uh, about politics and I, I turned around and I described myself as a capitalist. And she just looked at me, she said, she started laughing. She said, no, Cherie, you're a socialist. I went, am I? <laughs> <laughs> I hate labels. I absolutely hate labels. The thing with money is we need money. And I want lots of money because I want to do lots of things. You know, I've got a whole shopping list of things that I want to do. So money's the way that our society works and I need it. So I need to work out how to how to make it, how to get it. That's it. So how am I going to do it? Well, my uh, coaching business with my private clients, I get paid fees for that. Um, but what I do there with that is my approach is I do not have any contracts. I hate contracts. So I have no contracts. And I, I ask everyone for a monthly retainer. I tell them what I think I'm going to be able to deliver for them. I, I tell them this: the, the retainer will be this much per month. And if in any given month you think you have not got any value out of that, you stop paying me. Yeah. End of. Now, I've got clients on that basis that I've had for over 10 years, and I earn very, very well out of that. I've got 18 private clients, and I earn very well. I have no contract, so some people would say I have no security with it, but I work on the basis that every single month I need to add something to that client's business. I need to create a situation where they either feel better, make more money, have more success. That that's how I that's how I do that, and I in return I earn very well from it. So don't get me wrong, Chris. I we I'm not. I'm, am I a capitalist? Am I a socialist? You know, when I talk about reciprocity and I talk about my business community, you think, oh, they're, they're socialist views. Um, yeah, I suppose I have a socialist philosophy in life, but my socialist philosophy in life is one of freedom, choice. Everybody having what they want, but everybody has to contribute in order to have what they want. You cannot mm. not contribute. And then there's an interesting one just to bring in here, the thought of with growing automation, we're going to have at some point in the future, I think, a massive population who don't work. 
so so what's going to happen there? And then there's other, you know, if we're talking about politics, one of my, uh, uh, half of my team's in New Zealand. So my digital team are in New Zealand. Um, and uh, one of the team down there, a lovely guy called Chris Von Roy, um, who is politically minded. So his job weekly is to update me with worldwide politics so I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. And he's a big, big follower of a guy in America um, called Andrew Yang. I hope I'm getting this right. And um, Andrew Yang apparently is very much in favor of, and I don't know what you call it, but you know, everybody in a, in a country or a, or a community having a basic income. So fundamentally, if it was the UK, we'd all earn... I don't know, a thousand pounds a month. The government would pay us all a thousand pounds a month, and then that would sort that would sort things out. And I think that's a really fascinating concept. Mm, mm. You know, what would happen if we gave everybody in this country a basic income? Would that would that change things? I don't know. What do you think? Mm. Well, I mean, I think um, I think we need somewhere to test it, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> no, there is. There is always. Is it? Is it, it is. Sweden or Finland or? There is there is one of the Scandinavian mm. countries yeah, that yeah. is doing and it's this. working. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, one of the things, Sherry, that I I'm just so struggling with at the moment is is poverty and people sleeping on the streets. Mm. You know, we see it pretty much in every city mm. we go to and mm. town now. In, mm. in this but clearly, country. our welfare state doesn't work. No. So so clearly, that doesn't work, does it? And we we do have a lot of people in society who try and help. But it doesn't work because no. we still have poverty. And it's why, worse. why on earth would we have poverty in the UK? How does that exist? Well, it shouldn't exist. Should no. It? So, so why does it? So, you know, people have ideas, and why don't those ideas? Why, why can't the, the deeper question is why can't we get it together enough to work it out? We're all agreeing we don't want any poverty. We're all agreeing that some people have a lot and some people don't have much. But the real root, if we did some root cause analysis on this, what is at the root of this not working? Mm. And that, for me, has got to be something to do with, I don't know, is it communication? Is it values? What is it? Mm. Yeah, I mean, maybe sometimes it's choices. Mm. Uh, that can be, have, a, have a, a, an element of a factor. But mm. I mean, we, for a start, we don't actually, we don't actually teach some of the right things in schools. Mm. Do we? we don't mm. teach people how to... Uh, you know, to, to think for themselves mm. in the way that you've been talking about, the way you've been thinking about, uh, you know, your reciprocity in your business. Mm. And you know, that takes a lot of lot of thought. We don't learn some of those skills. We, we don't, we don't learn, teach any of that. We don't, we don't teach how to manage and, and no. build, no. No. building money. We don't necessarily teach about, um, you know, uh, nutrition and things mm. and, mm. and mm. the importance of health and fitness mm. and yep. the, the, rather than doing it, the kind yep. of science behind yep. Yep. it. This, well, I don't know what 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 is the philosophy of what we teach in school now. What are, what are we? Why are we teaching what we teach in school? You know, if we talk about a national curriculum, what is the purpose? Mm. Well, it's a, based on an archaic kind of situation where you educate. We educate children so that they can go and get a job, so that they can earn some money, so that they can have a family, so that they can keep going. But I, again, I have some ideas on that absolutely being outdated now. We should be teaching entirely different things. Now, I, I have absolute um, confidence that going forward into the future, this will all change. Might not be in my lifetime, but it will all change. But I think, you know, we talked about reciprocity. I just, now it occurs to me, it's a much, much wider situation than that. It's it's about understanding how we've got to evolve and change as human beings 
Um, and I think, the, you know, our current generations coming into the workforce, mm. what have we got? Generation Z coming into the mm. workforce now. I met your young son earlier mm. on, and he's he's the future, isn't mm. he? Mm. Um, we, we, a lot of talk about millennials, but actually, hey, they're old hat millennials mm. now. They're getting old, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's the Generation Z coming in. And I think, you know, the way I'm talking, hopefully, will be something that they pick up. And if we looked forward a hundred years, it would be a very different situation. Well, I, th- I think the thing we have to also uh, consider right now is, you know, we are we're all we're getting more and more worried about things like climate change mm. and actually the kind of future of humanity um, due to the condition of the world. And, yeah. and actually, what that's going to require to solve those issues is um, is reciprocity, is mm. people being prepared to yeah. to give and yeah. to give up. And you've hit the nail on the head there. Unless we pick up reciprocity, the human race won't survive. No. It will not survive. No. It needs to be able to, to yeah. share its resources. Someone wants something here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saving. I am basically saving the human race. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, we, yeah, we. It's, it's a huge, it's a huge, it's just something, yeah. you know, for me, uh, and we've been talking about it with some of the guests of yeah. late, that is just, so important. We've got to start doing things differently, and uh, we've got to, as human beings, really consider mm. our own personal uh, consumption, mm. personal behaviours, and as 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 governments mm. and countries. You know, I was very, very. Um, it's very frustrated to hear you know the, the president of Brazil saying it's our Amazon rainforest. <laughs> we can do what we like with it. it. <laughs> yeah, actually, we're part of an ecosystem yeah, yeah. that impacts the whole planet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is, um, you know, we partly with things like wind turbines, the, the kind of magnets in the turbines mm. have been, you know, kind of mined in, in China and places like that and cause enormous devastation and pollution. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've got, to, we've got to think about the bigger picture. I, I think we do. And I, I mean, I'm a, I have faith in human beings. Although having said that, um, you know, I could equally see that we human beings may not be the future of the planet. We may not. Well, we're not going to be here forever. Every, uh, well, yeah, each um, species seems mm, to die out at some yeah, point. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, we are going to have to become collaborative if we want to exist and continue for longer. Yeah. We are going to have to go this way. I can't see how it can go any other way other than this. Yeah, I think I think it comes down to being prepared to also, you know, break patterns of behaviour and break um, break chains, mm, isn't it? Mm. I, mean, I just have. A completely you know, tiny one, but you know, last year I thought was very interesting. People, uh, and we did this as well. You know, you, you get into this reciprocity of giving a Christmas present to someone, mm. someone else gives you a present, mm. they spend a bit more money, so you feel like you need to. So it's an obligation you know, again. Obligation. You mm. end up with lots of people that you're buying presents for yeah. for their kids. <clears throat> and then last year, you know, we, we quite a few people started to think, uh, and there was some media on the TV, mm. but actually. We've got ourselves in a ridiculous situation. People are getting in debt each year. Oh, and it's, buying, a, it's yeah. a pain having to think of what to buy yeah. someone. It is, and then you buy them something and they don't, yeah. they don't really want it, yeah. and or, um, or they've thought up something which mm. they thought they might need and don't anymore, mm. and you get a load of things that mm. you don't really want. Yeah. So why don't you just say to each other, let's not bother. Or, or, <laughs> or, let, or why don't or, we all make each go, other something? Yeah, or, or we'll go out together. Yeah, you know, yeah. We'll no, ab- fun. Ab- absolutely. As you've got a funny little story about Christmas presents, um, my mother has always been absolutely the best with Christmas presents and it got ridiculous our, our, our pile of Christmas presents would fill a room um, unfortunately I lost my mum uh, a month ago sorry, yeah I know and I'm missing her terribly yeah. um, but my dad my very wealthy dad who started life as a sheep farmer has lined us all up and informed us that this stops now it will not be happening <laughs> 
so we're, we're looking forward to a very frugal uh, Christmas uh, this year. That, that's why you got wealthy, is it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, absolutely. He is the most careful man ever. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's uh, so, so. So, I mean, we've got just four minutes till mm. close now. I mean, we've we've talked uh, obviously a lot about a lot about this idea of reciprocity, yep. about yep. the dangers of reciprocity. Yep. We've talked a lot about how you know your uh, you use that, you yep. utilize that in your business yep. and the kind of people that you work with yep. and, and and clients. Um, we've also then had a, ended with a bigger conversation, mm. which is actually about saving the planet. Mm. Um, I wonder, you know, in the last sort of few minutes, whether you've got any sort of final messages that you'd, you'd really like to leave us with. Yeah, I mean, I, I just echo that. You know, I've just decided, based on our conversation, Chris, mm. that reciprocity is going to save the human race. Yeah, I think all so. All right, that, that's what is right. And first mm. of all, everyone's got to learn to say the word. <laughs> I just I'm, love saying it. There, yeah, <laughs> but but my final message is reciprocity is not about giving out with the expectation or the obligation of getting back. For me, reciprocity is about giving out with no expectation of getting back. It is about giving out and finding that it it will work, especially if you're in a safe environment or a community, that you will get back and trusting that the universe or the planet will look after you on that basis. Mm -hmm. So it's an absolute mindset, not based on expectation or obligation. Yeah, brilliant. So I I think what I've sort of taken out of the conversation as well is that reciprocity, you know, whereas I thought about it as a kind of a Mm. methodology Mm. around people, but I think actually it's... uh, it's also a, you know, thinking about the, the, the bigger picture of the planet. Yeah. Uh, we said, actually, we, we, we have to give in being prepared to maybe break some of our patterns of behavior. Uh, oh, lots uh, of patterns. Yeah, and, mm. do, and, and do things differently. Yeah. So actually, you know, that, that being prepared to give mm. uh, in that way as well. Yep, to, definitely. To the bigger picture. Yep. I think he's an interesting one to explore. Mm. So um, it's been absolutely brilliant talking oh, to you I, today. I loved, I've loved it. Good, yeah, it's been absolutely, it's been great fun. And uh, if you want to find out more about uh, about Cherie, mm. um, concannonconnection.com is that Absolutely, Con- no, Concannon Connection is the reciprocity sites okay. for the small business community. So yeah, Excellent. that's so, the one to so go, go to. So go to concannonconnection.com and Concannon's um, got two N's or three N's actually. C O N C A N N O N. Then connection. It's also got two, three ends. <laughs> <laughs> Get there at the end. Um, and um, on next week's show, um, I've got a, another wonderful friend, Sue Richardson. Sue is um, one of the leading experts, at, certainly in my network, when it comes to writing and publishing a book. I realize it's been over four years since Sue first came on the show. And, uh, and a lot of people ask me questions, because having written a book and had it published, about... Um, about writing books and how do I write the best book for my business and should I get should I self-publish or get it published or um, through a, 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 a sort of appropriate route or should I just sell it on Amazon and uh, if you've got that so we've all probably got a book in us so if you're interested in um, thinking about um, your own writing or you're thinking about writing another book and not sure what to do with it um, this is going to be a great conversation with Sue next week so do join us if you've got any questions comments do come to me at chris at chriscooper.co.uk do um, connect in with Sherry as well and uh, always love to have thoughts ideas and feedback from you uh, and often that really does make my day so wish you all well Thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time 
on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 